welcome to the SBA Profits Podcast with your hosts Zuby and Leland. California is home to the most unicorn companies. New York has the second most while the third is Beijing, China. Hi, and welcome to the FBA Profits. I'm Leland. And I'm Zuby. We're here to talk about FBA, Fulfillment by Amazon, having an Amazon seller business and probably just business in general. Wouldn't you agree, Zuby? Absolutely. Love hearing that. Yep. Um, so today we're going to talk about, um, in general, managing expertise expectations. Uh, I know for me, being in the service industries before, uh, managing expectations had everything to do with your clients. But uh, you and I were talking before, this is more about managing your expectations as an entrepreneur, right? As a business owner, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, and, and spe- specifically as we want to highlight uh, the expectations for having a brand new Amazon as a third-party seller. Uh, one of the things, um, as we were talking, I mentioned that we have um, some of our current clients and students that the, there's a huge gap between uh, different people's expectations that are even currently in our program, let alone people who haven't yet started and are just thinking about it. So we thought maybe we'll take a few minutes uh, during this podcast and just sort of Explain our perspective of what you, as a third brand new third party seller, should have uh, should expect from opening an account, and you know whether you go through our training or some other training or just do it on your own, uh, what your expectations should be on the whole gambit of things, whether it's from you know when am I going to get my first sale to when am I going to scale it up to a, a different level, uh, to how you know how much how many hours do I need to put into it, and and, and so much more. There's a lot of different things that uh, we have to keep in mind whenever you start a business, but especially when you start a uh, Amazon uh, third-party seller business. Um, Leland, you and I were talking earlier about our different experiences from different uh, entrepreneurship entrepreneurial uh, endeavors that we've had during our lifetimes, and for each one, the expectations have been different, right? Well, absolutely. I I, I know. Um... It, one of them in a service business, we already had clients in and we could kind of project what our sales were going to be. We knew what our costs were. So the expectations on that one were really just like how big, you know, how fast and how big can we grow it? But I've been involved with a software solution. You know, it's, you know, software as a service, as a solution business. And, you know, expectations are all over the place. We've been told yes, we've been told no, we've had, you know, proof of concepts with clients and it's been all over the place. And I would have to say, every one of my expectations have been completely dashed <laughs> along the way um, just because of how timing, right? Uh, sometimes it's internal development timing. Sometimes it's the client's ready, but then they're not ready. They don't understand what it is. Um, and I, I would say just from a third one to round this out, for me, it's actually working with you in this space. Um, I had the benefit of you already doing it, which was great, but there were a lot of times I would ask you, oh, so this is going to happen. And the answer would be no, or it would be, this is what it's going to look like. So um, for me, as it's bundled in the FBA, in in all of the entrepreneurial uh, avenues and and adventures, if you will, that that have happened, I've kind of grown to be accustomed, like whatever my mental image of it is, I have to right size it by talking to somebody who's been been through it, maybe more than one person, because not everybody has the same perspective. And some people have bad experiences, but um, 
for the um, for our account where we sell uh, all kinds of stuff, th that process has been equally surprising with the process of learning what it is. And I, you know, if you want, I can start telling you my surprises on that one, or if you want to relate to you know some of the other uh, ventures that you've been through first, uh, we certainly well, can do that. No, we'll we'll keep it to this. I've I've been through so many different ventures. That's <laughs> like seven episodes on on just that topic <laughs> yeah no let's save that for for nighttime stories with uh, with, Zoo, exactly. with Zuby, right <laughs> now, I, I would say the first surprise for me with setting up the store and getting running um was the amount of uh look setting up businesses i've done i know that routine whether you're going to pick an llc a c corp s corp that stuff I understand. And I think um, I, for the people I've worked with in the past, especially in the consulting uh, arena, some people don't understand how long those things might take. And some of them don't like getting a reseller's license was pretty easy, much easier than I thought. I thought there was going to be a lot more rigmarole, but yeah, you're, you're, as long as your other paperwork is in order, that went pretty quickly. What was surprising was getting inventory into a, into a position to then be sold. That was very surprising to me. And also the cost that's associated with it. Uh, for me, uh, cost of goods sold or, you know, uh, certain expenses just make sense. But the way the Amazon sets us up, it's almost like you're out of pocket even before you get running and you think, wow, this feels mm, like a startup. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and it is. And for, for us, uh, we were in the red one month and that was our the first month that we launched uh, the mm -hmm. business. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's, the, the expectations have to be very curtailed. Um, a lot of people look at, you know, especially if you're on, on, on a social media platform and you see these ads with these kids with their Lambos and, and whatnot and private jets, uh, you know, touting their get rich quick Amazon uh, training program. Um, th those, those things uh, that this, this is another get rich quick uh, program. You cannot get rich quick on Amazon. Uh, even even if you start with a million dollars in inventory, there there's no way that you'd be able to ramp up your business that quickly. Uh, there's a lot of things that need to happen before Amazon allows you to send in a million dollars worth of inventory, especially if you're doing uh, online arbitrage or retail arbitrage or wholesale business models. Um, you know, you, when you when you're starting the process, uh, you have to understand that there are, uh, some of the categories are open right off the bat to everybody to sell, but a lot of the brands are not. A lot of the specific products are not. They're they're what Amazon calls gated or restricted, um, and Amazon has done this specifically so that not just anybody can come in and just sell, you know, some of the best selling products and the top selling products. Uh, they can just go ahead and sell it um, because there's you know, they want to make sure that the customer experience is positive, um, especially on their fast moving or, or brands that are popular. So they restrict you until they see activity in your account, um, until they see that you're sending in orders or, or inventory and that you are uh, constantly checking your account. You're constantly trying to add new ASINs to uh, get ungated for and requesting that, st that, that stuff to be done by Amazon's, you know, uh, algorithm. Uh, they want to see sales, uh, sales, and more sales on your account. And the more you sell, the more inventory you sent in, and the more active your account is, the more stuff you're going to be able to get unrestricted on selling for. But right off the bat, you're not going to be able to sell too much. Uh, I mean, we have new clients and new students that we work with through our training program, 
we send them a list of anywhere from 10 to 30 different profitable uh, products that our algorithm and all, all, all our software have determined are profitable products. And I get emails uh, back from a lot of them saying, hey, I was only able to sell just one of these or two of these because they're brand new and they're not going to be able to sell that. So when you first start an Amazon business, you have to be very cognizant of the fact that it's going to take some time for you to build up that momentum in that business to really generate uh, some kind of a revenue and and uh, profits that uh, are significant. Uh, like you said, Leon, the, the time from when you find a product that you want to purchase to the time when it's ready to sell could be up to a mon- uh, month long. Uh, because when you when you're using online arbitrage, you purchase the product from whatever, say Target.com or Walmart.com. Um, even in a non-COVID environment, it's still going to take them a few days to get the product to you. And then once you get it or you send it to a prep and pack place like ours um, and they get it, it's going to take a few days for you to take that th- those products, uh, add them to your account, Amazon account, print the labels, label them, uh, make sure everything you know is, is prepped and packed the way Amazon wants them to be prepped and packed box them and then in whatever boxes you need to box them in to ship them to an Amazon warehouse um, and then get them shipped out. That alone could take a, anywhere from three to five days or a week. And then once Amazon receives the inventory in, in a couple of days, um, their warehouse takes a few days to get it unpacked and, and listed and ready. And then once they get the product, well, they're not going to keep it all in the same uh, in one warehouse. They're going to distribute it to their warehouses. So even though Amazon has your product, it's not showing live uh, to be sold because it's on its way to Memphis or it's on its way to New Jersey on a truck, and it takes it another week for it to get to that destination before it goes live for sale. And then once it sells, you have you know that some some payments go through same day some take 3 days even a, a week you're not going to see any any money until after the payment has been completed the item has been shipped out by amazon and then once that is done the money goes into your account and then 2 weeks later you get it so the lag time is very i mean the, it, it's right off the bat you're not going to see much coming back to you right away but it's a business that's built on momentum the more you send in, the more inventory you ship, the more sales you get, the more, it, and it just it sort of builds on itself. It's like rolling a, a, a snowball downhill. It just, it, it will keep on getting bigger and bigger and bigger as you continue doing it. So by the end of your first six months, you're going to see a lot more sales and a lot more activity and money coming into your account every two weeks. By the end of your first year, it's going to get even more. As long as you've been consistently sending inventory in, on a weekly basis or, or however long you decide is best. But you need to have that that activity in order for you to be able to generate any kind of sales or returns from your business. I, I, absolutely. And I liken it to <clears throat> if you were going to open up a retail shop, whether you're reselling your own stuff or somebody else's stuff, the amount of time to get you know the right location, it's open and available, the lease space, the insurance, you're putting in a lot of effort, a lot of time, and of course you're putting in money, right? And but then once you get going, you're you're going, and now the real business starts. You got to get people in the front door. The algorithm that you're describing at 
Amazon. It wasn't there. Like with eBay back in the day, I was consulting for a tech company that they were getting used tech material and they were using eBay for things that were unopened boxes to sell it back out. And within the first two months, I think they had so many returns. They would sell it. You know, they didn't know what the quality was on the inside of whatever these things had been sent off for recycling or reselling. Uh, eBay just shut them down. So they went from doing like 70,000 a month on this to zero. Mm-hmm. And then they were, you had to run, I think it was four to six weeks at certain levels of 5,000 of sales and 10,000. So like they punished them after they were bad boys with too many returns. But I feel like Amazon, it's like you have to prove yourself in, but then once you're in, and you said six months, I really felt for for us on our piece, it was about three months of time <clears throat> before I could see like, oh, Amazon is now favoring us. Like we had to prove ourselves first versus eBay where it's just like, okay, everything's open. Now you're in trouble. Now we shut you down. Now you have to prove yourself. And it was a real, by the way, for that company, they never went back to where they were before. It took them almost two years to get the less than half of what they were doing per month on that, on that other front. Uh, just because now they were in that category of, oops, you made a big mistake type of thing. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Amazon, it's all up front, but it's what the topic of today is, right? It's managing those expectations. If you know your lead time is four to six weeks, whether you're doing it on your own or starting a retail shop or what have you, and, and I'm with you too, because I've had some folks talk to me about what we're doing as some type of um, flip, like it's a house. Like the, mm-hmm. you know, we're in Southern California, the housing flipping market's been <laughs> before 2008 and then after 2008, right? Except for that one little problem. It's mm-hmm. been a boom, like you could double your money, right? So Zuby, how come we're not doubling our money? Yeah, well, we're also not spending, you know, $300,000 on a product. But this but is it, like any business. I, you, 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 if you have a 100%, an expectation of 100% returns, wherever you're at, that is going to disappear pretty quickly because a lot of money is going to come your way uh, into that space, right? To yeah, try to reap those benefits. A typical business model, if you're doing 15, 20, 30% net margin, you're, you're, you're doing awesome. You're pretty good shape, right? But you have to remember that's a percentage, right? So if you come in with a hundred bucks, when it's all said and done and the work's done, you got an extra 30, on, right? Yeah, and, and the thing with Amazon and, and what really sets us apart from, um, at least in my opinion, from most of the other things I've done is that in, in, in this inventory-based business, you can be selective and if you, get, and if you find products that um, sell fast, uh, they're short-tailed, and they have uh, 20, 30 percent net margins. That's that that that's hitting gold. That's you know because if you can if you can get whatever your investment is, let's say it's a thousand dollars or five thousand dollars, and if you can flip that five thousand dollars to use your your vernacular mm-hmm. uh, three times during the year at you know let's just say. 30% margins, then you've got 1,500 times three. It's uh, it's actually more than that because it's compounding. So you you will make about 100%, if not more than 100% return at the end of a year. But that's if you can flip it three times, right? So you have $5,000, you make $1,500, and then you flip that, and now you have $6,500, and you make 30% on that, and you flip it, and now you have whatever that is, $7,800, <laughs> and you get... 30% off of that. So all of those add up and it'll be way more than 5,000, which was your initial investment in a year. But they, but you have to be able to find those products that are profitable, that are fast moving, 
um, and that you have access to the supply and you have to keep on sending it. Um, you mentioned for us, you know, within three months you saw that, and and but it was because we were we were ordering and shipping products regularly. Mm-hmm. Well, we uh, had we had that short tail covered. We had that uh, had fast yeah. moving products. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We had uh, we build the market for them. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're trying to speak in a general way. Yes. It gets into that never never land of I'm going to say their name. No, I'm not going to no, say their name. No. I'll be a good boy. I'm not going to say. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, and, and with, 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 with it was, and with Great Amazon stuff. sellers, that's that's one thing you'll find that if if or when you join the Amazon third-party seller community, you'll see that the newbies, the ones that are just trying to start out, whether it's it doesn't matter which business model, at least the wholesale or the arbitrage business model, when they're first trying to start out, they're asking newbie questions like, "Hey, so who's your source? Where do you buy this stuff from?" Uh, which what's your fastest moving product? Uh, they're asking you specifically for your product information, and um, in this business, that is the holy grail. It's you know finding fast moving products is what sets you apart from the next guy, uh, and it's what constitutes success as you scale. And you the more products you find that are fast moving, and the less less amount of competition it has, the more your profits and sales are going to be. So. When you're first starting out, it's hard to get an established Amazon reseller to actually tell you, hey, I go to this wholesaler and I go to this distributor and I purchase products from this website that nobody else knows about or very few people know about. Um, and, um, you know, for us as part of our uh, leads list uh, that we do, we will send out li- uh, leads from, you know, over 200 different uh online stores um, so you'll you know if you're if you're a member of our um, proasins leads list uh, you will see anything from Walmart all the way up to like really specialized smaller online retailers or uh, e-tailers that we um, our software uses their website to scrape products from there to profitable products so uh, you will you do get that from paid subscriptions like ours but in general if you're on a on a Facebook forum or a Google uh, hangout or something of just Amazon resellers nobody's going to tell you where they got their products from and uh, i guess that's another expectation uh, for you to to have in the sense that you're not going to be able to find the best products there are right off the bat because again even if you find them right off the bat you might not be able to sell them chances are you're not going to be able to resell them right away because you're gated in in that category but for the most part uh, the really good products that are selling fast um, generally speaking you're not going to be able to find them at prices that you can that it can be profitable just by going to a Walmart or or a Target to get it from you have to find uh, specialty stores, or you have to go to the distributor or to manufacturer and negotiate it, uh, or, or get a wholesale uh, contract from them. So, uh, having that those expectations also is important in the sense that right off the bat, you're not going to be able to generate huge sales. But as long as you continue to put investment into your into your business, whether it's time, money, or both, um, and the more activities in your business, the more sales you get, the higher your chances are going to become to be able to sell more products, more categories open up to you, and then eventually more brands open up to you. In the inventory. I know later uh, in a couple of podcasts from now, we'll be talking about managing that inventory, the short 
term, uh, short tail and a long tail. But um, with this model, it seems like uh, you're you're testing waters with capital to see there's some things that are tried and true. I think we've talked about really the two categories that almost I wouldn't say they never fail you, but they're very high success rate is electronics and toys, right? So the, if you're in those two categories and the numbers that fit, you're using something from another list or a group or from our pro ASINs list, uh, and the numbers make sense, uh, and, and you you know um, done the homework diligently. Uh, and it just turns into managing the inventory, which is no different than having a store, right? I mean, whether you have shoes or T-shirts or whatever you, you are interested in selling, you got to manage that inventory. But yeah, buy. You got to figure the sources out. If you're buying at whole, you know, retail prices, it's going to be really hard to compete and sell at 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 retail prices. So working harder to find it. And that, it's funny. You the way you described it were all the things that I love. I, I still walk around looking. Mm -hmm. I'm still at places, not right now, but before we had to sort of hunker down, I'd be places and I would hit the little scanner to say, okay, what's what's this doing on Amazon? You know, let me learn a little bit more. Uh, I know early on expectations for me, there was a lot of clothing that I kept hitting into that the numbers just made crazy sense. And then you tell me, no, we're not doing, we're not going to do clothing. I'd be like, well, why? And you're like, okay, so what sizes are you going to carry? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't buy you know small, medium, large, extra large, XXL in every single shirt that I see. That's a deal. And then what do you do with those? That's very specific industry, very specific niche. And I had to reset my expectations that there's some really cool things that the numbers make complete sense that you just can't march into. Yeah, Cl clothing specifically makes sense um, if you are able to get a smaller brand. Uh, that doesn't have a presence in, on on uh, Amazon, and you get some kind of an exclusivity with them, uh, because then that you don't have you know uh, five thousand different uh, products. You have three or five different products and five different sizes. So you 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 that there's a parent-child relationship when it comes to Amazon listings, and you can do that. But it takes you're the only one selling that so the amount of time effort and investment it takes to get all of that set up is is very you know it'll pay off for you whereas if you go and buy something that is sold on target and it had comes in extra extra small all the way up to triple xl and even if somebody has already gotten that uh shirt or that jacket or whatever it is that you're selling on amazon and all of those brands are there all of those sizes are there um, and all the 15 different colors that they come in are there, um, then you still have to purchase all of that inventory in order to capitalize on them. And and the ranking that Amazon gives you is of the parent ranking. And it means that it adds up all the sales from all the different sizes and colors and uses that as the rank. So you scan something and it looks like this is an amazing rank and it's selling at such a high price. But if you dig deeper down into researching it, you realize that at that price, it's it, only the 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 teal slash pink one is selling <laughs> for extra extra small, and that's it. Everything else is selling for half that price. Um, so it, it's just you know clo clothing. It's a beast of its own, just like jewelry is a beast of its own on on in, uh, on Amazon. Um, auto automotive uh, products are a beast of their own. Um, you really, if you're specialized in it, that's great, but. Uh, unless you have a uh, like, we're we're in talks with uh, a company, a smaller uh, brand that is not currently on on Amazon, 
you know, if 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 and when we launch them, that makes sense for us. You know, we're going to start with three different uh, products, uh, five different sizes, and we're going to launch that. So, to me, that makes sense. But to expect to have, you know, you you don't want to go buy one of each of the three of the, of the 16 different sizes and 18 different colors that a shirt comes in in order to sell it on Amazon. Yeah. And working with like finding that source, I know for a while we were talking to the motorcycle gear company. They had a really innovative way to keep, keep you warm while riding around on motorcycles. And that was very exciting. But again, that's, you know, we're not, you're dealing directly with the source, right? You're not looking for the deal, a retail deal that's gone on sale. And then you're not buying, you know, all of the sizes of uh, accoutrement. Yep. And it gets it gets even more interesting when you go into the like the toddler uh, clothing oh. line. <laughs> we, I actually it was it's it was a learning thing that for me when we first started I started buying uh, Carter's uh, clothing. They were selling well, and uh, like a couple of days ago uh, I sold one of them. This was like 18 months after I had purchased it for resale. Oh, so it's <laughs> you can you can sit on some of these for a long time. Yeah, but you know, going back to to the topic at hand, uh, yes. the expectations are. It, it's important to think about what your expectations are as a, as a new uh, business owner, um, regardless of what your business is. But especially if you are an Amazon FBA reseller, uh, you want to make sure that uh, you keep your expectations at such a level to where you don't feel like, oh my God, so much time is you know a month has gone by and I still haven't gotten a sale. Um, well. You know, even if you get a sale within your first month, it's not that's not what you're in business for. You're in business for the long haul. You're in business to build momentum and grow this business. Uh, it's not something that, hey, I'm going to put $5,000 into this business right now. And in three months, I want to take my $5,000 out. You're not going to succeed. You can do it. You're just not going to succeed and you're not going to grow and scale as fast if that is your expectation. There, there are, you know, if, if, if you want to, take a risk and do a quick hit and make some money, then go buy some options of something. Uh, play the stock market. If you if you really want to build your business and, and start a business and build it, and you have a, a long-term uh, horizon image of it or picture of it, then this is for you. And you want to always remember, hey, is, is what I'm doing today, this week, and this month in line with my goals for the year for this business? Are they, is it in line for my goals for three years, five years? You always make want to make sure that you have those goals and those ideas and those mile markers and, and always in front of you so that as you do your day-to-day work on your business, your expectations are met by those goals, not necessarily just out of the blue, hey, I feel like I should have made $1,000 by now. I'm going to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're, we're in this space and we're playing this uh market we're we're participating in it helping those in the fba world how many other of our competitors do you think are pulling back the kimono the way that you just did i wish somebody had done it for me it would have gotten me a lot further uh, faster i can't tell you how many times i've heard and seen online that side hustle is going to become your primary you're going to put in x and pull the slot bar down, whatever that thing's called, the arm. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to make all kinds of money coming out of the bottom. I'm not saying you don't make money in this. You're definitely going to put in and you're going to be able to take out. If you do your homework and you're diligent about owning it, it can be lucrative. 
Um, but just like any business that requires inventory, you have to, you know, if your inventory is one, you're going to sell one. If it's a million, you have the potential to sell a million. But the amount of work that it goes in to all of that, you have to think about. And uh, it's not the gold, you know, remember the gold rush. Everybody was uh, thinking they were going to come out and just throw a pick down and hit a vein and become wealthy. And I think there's a lot of folks out there who create the plans and then invite people to join them in, you know, picking at the dirt to then pull out the gold. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, for, for, for us, or for me specifically, uh, just to give anybody listening a, an idea of, of how it started for me, uh, it started as a side hustle for my wife, not just for me. And we've talked about this in, in past podcasts, but um, we put in $8,000 into this business uh, right off the bat. And as I saw and she saw the, the potential for this, and as we months went by and, and we learn more about it and we educated ourselves more about it and we started purchasing more and more inventory it got to a point where we started investing a lot more of our own money into this business um, and then we started doing i mean recently we've done some serious capital raises to try to grow this business it, it's an inventory based, based business so the more money you put into it into your inventory the more your sales are going to be and the more your profits are going to be um, but you know, within a year and a half, we were doing seven-figure sales uh, a year, uh, or within a after. In our first 20, 12 month period, we did. <laughs> how can I put this? A year. Let me and get half my after abacus out. I'm gonna yeah, figure seriously. this out. I'm following along. A year yeah. and a half after we started, we were we had done uh, seven figures in the last twelve months. That might be the easiest way to say it, but. It, so it's doable. It's possible. You can you can grow your sales. You can grow your margins. You can grow your profits. You can grow your ROI. You can grow it all, but you have to put in the time. You have to put in the investment. You have to put in the work. It's it doesn't happen just from watching somebody's training video, or it doesn't happen just from listening to our podcast, or or following, or getting on our training program. We can teach you what the process is. We can teach you how to do it. We can even send you a list of profitable products that you could potentially purchase and make money off of. But at the end of the day, it's your business and your expectations should match your effort into your business. Um, and by effort, we mean, do you have a plan? Hey, have you ran the numbers? Um, and we're here to help with the numbers if, if you're part of our program, but you need to run the numbers. How much am I investing? What's my expectations? Uh, what's my expectations the first 12 months, six months, three months, you know, the first five years? You have to do these analysis and you have to continuously do them year in and year out in order to really succeed in this business, both in understanding, hey, am I making as much money as I think I, I should be or as I thought I was well, I was making? And two, how, what else, you know, which areas are making me the money and which areas am I losing money? Well, you need, if you don't know that, uh, you're not going to scale profitably. But if you take the time to actually understand that, then the area where you're not making money, for me being, you know, baby clothes, you stop purchasing that stuff, <laughs> and and you know you you don't tie your in, your 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 money into inventory that just is not, is sitting there for eighteen months without selling. Um, but those these are lessons you learn as you grow and as as you pay more closer attention to your business. So you know my, the 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 most important thing that I can say as far as managing your expectations for your business is to have expectations that are based on analysis. You know. Do your research, do your due diligence, do yourself the favor of actually projecting out. Even if it's a 10x projection than to what you're actually expecting to make, 
um, at least you have you've set goals for yourself and now you can manage your expectations based on those goals and those goals were set based on your understanding and thought through of the process of running that business can't agree more anything else uh, that's it and if anybody has any specific questions we're here to help so let us Absolutely. know visit us at proasins.com there's a contact us matter of fact share the podcast with somebody tell them uh, about us and uh, you know let us know what you think if there's a topic you want us to cover if there's something that you want to hear us uh, chatter on about let us know would love to hear from you uh, as always thanks Zuby. thank you sir Thank you for listening to FBA Profits. Visit our website www.fbaprofits.us 